Today, we're going to bring this conversation to a close. And by that, I mean the running conversation that we've had so far for the last uh, four or five days over simple prompts and conversation outlines and frameworks and agendas that you can use when you're having sales conversations, when you're with your clients, or you are in networking sessions with um, other vendors or professional associations or at work, if you're one of those people who are, uh, you know, running things on the side. So you have a full-time job and maybe this wedding thing is your side hustle or the other way around. Like my wife pointed out in the conversation, there are some people who have what should be a side hustle, but the side hustle is the main thing and the nine to five is the side hustle. Well, anyway, that whether that is ethical or not, you know, that's a conversation for another day. But bottom line is, we've been um, going over simple outlines that we can use when we're in these kinds of situations where the average person would worry about what to say. And I hope I've been able to convince you guys that the overriding consideration isn't what should you say, but what questions should you ask. Because if you're focusing on what to say, most likely you still have that freestyling mentality and you think conversation is a matter of pure talent. And really, conversations should be question-led and should help you understand who it is that you're talking to, what the person is about, what they're trying to achieve. And um, with the intel that you get from those conversations, you'll be able to know whether you can help the person, whether your goods or services are going to be of any use, and whether this person is going to be worth having around in your ecosystem for the future. So that's the whole point of what uh, conversations should be about. So we've gone over some simple frameworks. If this is your first time for listening to the podcast, then um, head back out to the menu, skip back a couple of episodes, and you're going to see the earlier frameworks that we had, uh, we have discussed about on the podcast. Uh, we went over the five whys, where you start off... Um, you lean into the conversations by going who, what, why, where, how, and when to find out more about the person or the opportunity that you guys are talking about. The POGO framework where you ask questions about the person, their organization, their goals, and the obstacles. And uh, let's see, what else? Okay, and then yesterday we went over something that I learned from that I picked up from Grant Cardone and that's where you lead off the conversation with the appropriate greeting you go straight into your intent for the call or for the meeting ask questions to be sure that the assumptions are uh, correct and then after that you can make your proposal or your presentation and then you get them to take action which is the close so um, today, we're not going to be looking at a conversation framework per se, because this is not so much a framework as a, uh, what should I say, an approach, a philosophical approach, and it's something that I picked from Tom Hopkins. Now, for those of you who are long-term listeners, long-time listeners, sorry, of the podcast, you'll remember that, oh, sorry, before I move on, um, listener shout-out like to say uh, hello to Daisy. Thank you very much for listening to the podcast. She has some kind words about the podcast. And because of that, I want to say thank you very much. Appreciate the, appreciate the love and the attention. And um, yeah, so that's it. So um, 
for those of you who are regular listeners to the podcast, you know, feel free, uh, shoot me a message, reach out. Um, it's nice to receive from some feedback and some affirmation. So it also, sometimes it also helps uh, shape the direction in which the podcast goes and the topics that we explore. For instance, on the other podcast, the So You're Getting Married podcast, that is the podcast that I run where we publish episodes weekly about uh, marriage and relationships. That one especially has been driven by user feedback because people have reached out to me and sent messages to ask questions um, which were later on featured on uh, the show. So just like uh, um, listener responses have been able to drive that podcast, listeners' responses and feedback can drive this podcast as well. So if you reach out to say, uh, I enjoyed the podcast, I like this, this was unclear, what did you mean by this? That would be useful as well. Okay, so back to Tom Hopkins. So for those of you who've been listening to the podcast for a long time, you remember that Tom Hopkins is a sales trainer who started off in the real estate space. Uh, The key idea that Tom Hopkins brings to the game is that you cannot be effective at sales until you first of all try to tackle sales resistance. Now the idea behind sales resistance is whenever you are with someone in a commercial context, the initial response is that they do not want to be sold. And that is even though they have a legitimate need. The example that I give all the time and that I'm going to give again is... I go to the market because I want to buy a goosey, and that's because when I met my wife 10 years ago, I promised that I was going to make a goosey soup for her, and she has pointed out repeatedly every single year that I still haven't made this a goosey. We've known each other for 12 years now. We've been married about eight. We have two kids, and I haven't made the a goosey. So I have a need. I want to impress my wife. I need a goosey, and I head to the market. So there's a need. That's the reason why I'm at the market. But then everybody starts shouting at me, Oga, come here, customer, buy from me, open market, this, that, 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 that. And immediately I clam up because I do not want to be sold. So I have a need, but I do not want to be sold. Now, some of you might say, what does that have to do with those of us in the wedding space? And the dynamic is still the same, whether we want to admit it or not. Our brides and our grooms have legitimate need, but then they come to the wedding fair or they go online And the noise and the clamor is overwhelming. Everybody is saying, buy from me, buy from me, buy from me, come on, open market, blah, 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 blah. I'm the best, pick me. And there's a lot of resistance that is built around that whole process. So there's a need and they really need a wedding planner or they really need a wedding photographer. But they are going to be resistant to whoever it is that steps on the scene to say, buy from me. And that's because nobody wants to be hustled and nobody wants to be hassled. So Tom Hopkins' great idea is that you have to deal with sales resistance in the first place before you deal with sales acceptance. Now for Tom Hopkins, sales acceptance means uh, you are with someone in conversation and the person is already okay with the idea of you and comfortable with the idea of you. And now you guys can start talking about these are my prices, these are my packages, this is what it's going to be like to work with me and on and on and on. So if there's a high degree of sales resistance, like in the Egusi case, it doesn't matter how loud you shout, even if you have the best Egusi, the thing is you're probably going to drive that young man away. That is me in this scenario. Because there's a high degree of sales resistance and you have not 
dealt um, with that. So, what we're going to explore today is uh, part of um, an approach. It's not really a methodology per se, but let's say it's part of like an, an approach or a philosophy that is aimed at fostering trust because trust is one of those things that you can use to limit sales um, sales resistance. So for getting rid of um, sales resistance, uh, if you want to hear more of these ideas, um, that's Tom Hopkins' ideas fleshed out, then just hit pause right now, skip back to the menu, scroll down a bit. You'll have to scroll um, quite a ways because I think we have close to 200 episodes right now. I've been doing this over a year. So you have to scroll down quite a bit, but there are some episodes that have Tom Hopkins in the title. Um, Hopkins is H-O-P-K-I-N-S. So um, on those episodes, you're going to get a little bit more detail about this whole process of reducing sales resistance and then increasing sales acceptance. So some of the things that uh, Uncle Tom, okay, no, that's not right. Mr. Tom, let me just say Mr. Tom because Uncle Tom means something else. Uh, especially in the American context. So, um, some of the things that Mr. Tom talks about are uh, building rapport. And the whole point of building rapport is engaging in conversation with someone where you pick out the commonality that you guys have. So, long-time listeners of the podcast, uh, you're familiar with the example I give about, you know, where you guys in that conversation about, uh, oh, how did you guys meet? Oh, you guys met met in OAU. Oh, for real? I went to OAU. I was there 20 years ago. When did you guys graduate? Oh, okay. I had already left school for such a long time. Uh, Okay, so you guys were in law. Oh, really? I graduated from accounting. Ah, okay. Is accounting building still here? What about professor? So, so, and so, blah, blah, blah. And all those conversations that you guys had, um, have around those sorts of things. You know, the whole point is to build some commonality to show that I am just like you guys. Um, I'm not an alien, so I'm just like you guys. So that's the whole point of this whole commonality thing. That's where you tease out the whole thing about the schools that you guys went to or the movies that you like or the cultural experiences that you share. Even if it's something as simple as uh, during the meeting, uh, you notice that the bride is putting away her phone and uh, an episode of I Said What I Said happens to be on her uh, podcast player. And if you're an ardent listener of the show, you know, that's where you dive in on the whole commonality thing. Like, oh, really? You listen to I Say What I Said. Oh, I love the podcast. Blah, blah, blah. How did you start listening to it? I started listening to it, this and this and this. And uh, these are my favorite episodes. What do you think about this? And blah, blah, blah. And um, all whatnot. So that's the whole idea about um, um, building rapport using commonality. Then you also want to establish your credibility and you also want to establish your competency. Remember, all these things are aimed at fostering trust. There are some ways that Hopkins says that we can foster trust when we are in a conversation. So show some rapport, show how credible you are and show how competent you are. And the credibility element can be done uh, in different ways. Uh, I noticed that Abuja vendors like to do a lot of name dropping. So that's the whole point of trying to build some credibility to show that you're the man because, or you're the woman, uh, you know, depending on who you are, because um, you've handled some legit, um, some uh, legit events. Like a wedding planner told me, and I found it quite, um, 
I found it quite ghastly, actually. But uh, she was talking to an MC. The planner was talking to an MC. And the MC just kept saying things like, for your information, I handled uh, Dangote's wedding. Well, not Dangote, but I'm just using Dangote. So for your information, I handled Dangote's wedding, blah, blah, blah. And please be informed that I also handled the Otedola wedding and blah, blah, blah. And what I found really horrifying about the whole situation is that... Um, well, this planner wasn't... Ma I don't think she was making things up. But I'm just surprised at how the... How people try to establish credibility without giving some much thought as to how it's going to come across. I mean, having these kinds of conversations where you're trying to show credibility by saying, um, for your information, I did this, I put it to you, that, that, and... Um, Anyway, there are much better ways that it can be done. I'm not sure if I've made a podcast recording about that whole episode. I'll check my list of questions, and if I haven't, then I'll make a podcast. Um, I'll make a podcast episode about that, about how we can establish credibility by name dropping, but doing it in a very tactful and um, what should I say? In a, a tactful and sophisticated manner without coming across as uh, brash and uh, boastful and off-putting. So, yeah, that's these are some of the ways that people try to establish credibility that I've seen uh, in the Abuja circles. Um, you know, all the name-dropping that goes with it or featuring the uh, awards that you have on your social media like uh, photographers, like wedding photographers, for instance, who have been published by um, This Day Style or have been published by... Uh, what's this other one? Run by Dele Momodu. Um, Ovation... Ovation used to be big back in the day. I don't know about their status right now. But we do have some wedding photographers in the Abuja circuit, um, at least, that have been published by um, international uh, papers like, uh, well, if you can call Ovation an international paper, have been published in Ovation, published in This Day Style and stuff like that. So some people put stuff like that up on their website. So apart from it being on your website, it can be good conversation points. And then you also try to... Um, show your competency by discussing um, previous projects and uh, how you executed them and how you were helpful and things of that nature. Now, um, it's obvious why I didn't have this uh, approach at the top of the list um, when I was talking about conversation outlines. And that's because, if you noticed, this is uh, one of those... This is an aspect of uh, driving the conversation that is focused on you you doing a lot of the talking, you talking about yourself, and there's nothing wrong with that. There is a time and a place for focusing um, on you, and if you're familiar with Tom Hopkins' ideas, or if you go through the episodes that I've done in the past concerning Tom Hopkins and his ideas, you will see that this is just a small part of the sales conversation process where you get to talk about yourself. A lot of uh, Tom Hopkins' methods and other other established trainers' methods are focused on the questions that you get to ask the other person to drive the conversation forward. So, um, parts of the conversation where you're talking about yourself to show rapport, credibility, and competency, yes, they do have a place, and you might have to do um, you might have to do that from uh, time to time. Um, I just wanted to expose you guys to this just to let you know that there's a time and a place for talking about yourself 
and when you do it's probably uh aimed um it should be aimed at achieving these kinds of ideals you know fostering um trust and for hopkins these are some of the ways that uh, you can do that and so these are ways that you can drive the conversation forward to make yourself seem more um what's the word is it trustworthy trustworthy or trustful Anyway, I'm not sure what the correct term is. Any gentle listeners out there who, uh, any of you who studied English or linguistics or whatever back in school, please reach out. Let me know what the proper term is. Is it trustworthy or trustful? So that's the idea behind it. But um, wrapping up on this conversation, um, on this whole discussion, please, please, please remember what I've said in most of the episodes that the main thrust should not be the main thrust of the conversation shouldn't be what you say but on the questions that you ask especially for those of you who approach sales conversations picking up the phone talking to customers going for networking sessions or going for your professional association meetings like Abuja event wedding planners For those of you who approach all these things with some hesitation and with some trepidation, you have some fear. The solution isn't to keep looking at yourself. What do I say? What do I say? What do I say? But rather, is to have the focus on the other person. What question should I ask? What question should I ask? What question should I ask? And so long as you are asking questions aimed at the other person to get the other person talking, you are going to be absolutely fine. Because if you get the other person talking at the networking session, you'll get a sense of the person. you know whether they're worth spending more time with and whether you should collect the phone number or whether you should just walk up us and just let that person go on by because they're just full of hot air and too much uh, bravado, no substance. And if I hook up with this person, we're not going to do any good business anyway. And then if you are at the wedding fair or you are at the bride's house, or at their parents' house, and you guys are having that conversation about the wedding, from asking the questions, you'll be able to know whether these people are my kind of people, I would like to work with them, I would like the challenge, this looks like a sophisticated, um, this looks like an opportunity for me to show some creativity and sophistication, or you'll be able to tease out whether, um, you know, these people are money misroads, and if I put my hand in this i'm going to have a very awful experience and so maybe i should just walk on by so focus on the questions to ask and you're going to be fine your networking sessions will turn out well and your sales conversations will turn out um, a whole lot better and you end up making more money even if you don't end up making more money i promise you you will end up weeding a lot of people who are going to cause you hassles later on down the road So thank you very much for listening to the Sales for the Nigerian Wedding Industry podcast. I'm your host, Abuja-based event and wedding photographer, Tavishima Ayede. Thank you very much for your time and attention, Um, especially to the last listener shout-out I received from Daisy and uh, the previous reviewers of the podcast, uh, RNG, is it Rang, Rang T or so? I just checked the iTunes again um this morning and uh so i remember that he or she gave a five star rating a couple of months ago so um thank you guys for listening thank you guys for reaching out thank you guys for rating reviewing and sharing and talking about the podcast with your friends and associates 
So thanks for the time and attention. I'll catch you guys at the next recording.